Welcome back to the Mediocre Podcast. My name is Dan, and I'm accompanied by my two favorite memes, Samuel Brunswick and Christopher Callahan. Hello. Uh, today, <laughs> we're doing another... We're doing another album round. Album round. And uh, we're really excited about it. The bands we're going to be listening to today are Desert Noises, mm-hmm. Sun Lux, mm-hmm. and I want to say Connor O'Bears, but <laughs> the name of the band is Bright Eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and we're going to be listening to some new albums dropped by the three of those bands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Truth. I'm mm-hmm. putting my trumpet away. All true. And that's probably best. Oh boy, we've got a brew, and it is the uh, Stumptown Roasters Hairbender. 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 Which Chris, when he heard that, said, "Airbender." Airbender. <laughs> because yeah. you've been watching Avatar: The Last Avatar: Airbender. The Last oh, Airbender. Yeah, Avatar pulling the last Airbender. Does it hold up? I mean, so far, I'm is still it, in the first season. Is it good? I'm, yeah. I mean, I've seen it, but it's, it's so it's good. Have everybody, you? I think everybody, <laughs> but like really, everybody thinks it's good. So now I'm going back to just re to see if it's great. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Mm. The first season is kind of rough, to be honest. Yeah. There's like the first episode. You can't say that. First, <laughs> the first episode is a solid like four out of ten, mm. and yeah. the, the voice acting is very. But ang yeah, it's yeah, it's like six year olds doing the voices. But then but it they're immediately look, they look eleven yeah. or twelve. Gets very mature. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm waiting for. What about Legend of Korra? Yeah, have you watched Legend? I haven't of Korra? watched Legend of Korra. So you're going back Avatar two, right? So you're going back to the to the original trilogy, having already seen it, rather than watch the new, yes. uh, like the sequel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can well, because that's what later. I know I like. You can yeah. watch the sequel. You don't want to you know what I mean? I do <laughs> know what you mean. your MO, is watching comfort, what you know you like. Comfort right. TV? It's kind of something that I watch. Like, I get home from work. It's like 9 o'clock. I'm about to go to bed, but let me just turn something on. Mm. And that's what mm-hmm. it'll be. It's mm-hmm. not like, a, all right, best show in the world, right in the middle of the day, you know, full focus. It's mm. not that. I think you know you're a real adult when a TV show that's too involved would tire you out (laughs) you're like oh man i don't have time that's right yeah i don't have man my heart rate is finally low today for me it it depends on what time of night it is because i know no matter what i'm going to fall asleep yeah so if it's like 11 already Mm -hmm. i gotta put something on that i know I can fall asleep through and it be okay. Exactly. So it's not going to be, oh, well, since we're watching, we started Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. Which is fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I know, man, in 30 minutes, I'm asleep. It doesn't matter how good it is. So we better put on Shark Tank or something. Yeah. So that I can not miss anything important. You might miss the big pitch, though. You know, they usually put the big pitch at the beginning, <laughs> which true. I think is for people like me, <laughs> you know, for us old folks. Hey, guys, if you're trying to fall asleep right now. Yeah, for boomers such as myself. We're going to give you a quick boomer synopsis. <laughs> well, let's get, well, who wants to go well, first? Who well, who wants who, to go first? I'm, what do we want to talk about? I mean, I feel like these are I'm all... nervous. These are the best three, like, in total yeah. that I think we've had. Normally, we've got a week one. Mm-hmm in there at least but i feel like these three albums are all pretty good so yeah so that i say, so that I say, narrows it down you want to start us. with desert noises let's start with desert let's start noises. with desert <laughs> desert noises desert noises our boys uh lead singer coming off of a divorce and and getting sober from some addictions band getting back together a real a real cows coming home type narrative yeah. and they dropped this 30 minute plus short short album not as yeah, short as Jesus short. is king <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i think took, still an album took the record for least still album length album, album. <laughs> um still definitely an album and you know it, a little bit of a change of a sound yeah, Chris, you're familiar yeah. with Desert Noises. Sam, probably some, not, but not less so, so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely a change, uh, a maturation. Mm-hmm. One could say. Um, would you I, say that? I mean, yeah, I would say in in a way. And I, I mean, I thought 
Okay, should I just jump in? Yeah. You have my thoughts? Yeah. I thought that the single Heavy Metal Underground, that single, yeah. the most recent one, was not like we listened to it and we're like, mm. uh, I hope the rest of the album isn't like this. Yeah. And it's not. It it's wasn't not. indicative at yeah, all. Yeah, it really wasn't. That so, was that was the odd man out. That was, was uh we were we were thankful for that, really. Yeah, praise it was, it was the Lord. Um <laughs> that the whole record wasn't heavy metal underground. <laughs> but in context, it was it was better, but I didn't finish it to be honest. Yeah. But the album as a whole, I thought I thought was pretty good. It was a good turn, I feel like, for the band. Like it sounded different. Definitely. Because different. it's been like how many years? I think twenty I wanna say seventeen. So, so it's the last so like three kind years. of was so it's like ways. it's a normal time between albums for a lot of bands, but the context of everything that that's happened since twenty seventeen, I feel like, is what makes. Oh this no, twenty fourteen. Oh, okay. Wow. I was and gonna say that's not that years. long, but after twenty seven ways, after their tour, they broke up. Like officially, they said mm-hmm. we're done with the band. Yeah, okay. Because the lead singer has to go deal with some stuff right now. Yeah, and then so now they're back. And they're and they're they've moved to Nashville, I think, or something. Of course, which is kind they of did. like, of yeah, yeah. course, like <laughs> as we spoke. Did we talk about how that's Chris's yeah, last we did. podcast? Yeah, did we, we talk did. about it on the podcast because the coffee was from Nashville? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we said, "Hey, Chris, because sometimes <laughs> this is for you, buddy. Sometimes we have preliminary and like podcast life suffix. and real life. Yeah, they blend. They just blend so seamlessly." <laughs> But uh, what's really real? <laughs> Am I on a podcast all the time? <laughs> Is this a podcast? Is this right a podcast? Now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so desert noises. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. Uh, I, I did want to talk about the single specifically. Yeah. yeah. Because we we spoke about this pre-pod, mm-hmm. and I got to it and almost skipped it because I was like, oh, I've heard this one. Yeah. And it's not great. But I listened to it again. I, I like it now. Yep. I like it. The thing I don't like Same. is the constant crowd noise in the song. Yeah. I think weird. that ruins the entire song for I me. I think it does. Yeah. I don't really get it. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why we're doing this. Like, I understand why it was there once. <laughs> I don't know why we have to do it the whole, the whole time. But the song itself, as kind of a, it's almost taglining the end of the album. Yep. I think there's one more after it. There is. It feels like it's a, at the end of the album, is a really good spot for it. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't set the tone. No. Which is what we were afraid would happen when we heard it. So, in the context and being like song number eight, I, I like the song. I, I think it's groovy. I think it's nice. It's a different direction than the rest of the songs, which is right when I was getting, not bored, but worrying that the next song or two would be just like the last seven yeah heavy metal underground hit yeah yeah i said okay this is we're still uncovering new ideas here yeah so i could i could appreciate it where it was i'm sorry that you didn't feel the same way chris no i was saying i agree no you you said you skipped the end of it though like you kind of you didn't finish the song all right yeah i know i didn't finish it but when i got to it i was like I listened to the first like verse of it, right? Um, and like I was like, "Hey, this noise. is a nice, nice turn. I like it better in context." And then I skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it definitely was better in context. Yeah. I think as are most things. <clears throat> on on a broad scale, I think this album was interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was as well executed as their past records have been. It's definitely shorter. It's definitely not as fully fleshed out, I would say, as some of their previous records. Like 27 Ways. That's a record. That one had a lot of really cool songs on it. And their sound, their signature sound, which Mm -hmm. is just this huge rock like vibe. I was I went back and I listened to some of it and I forgot like how it's just the production on it is really good because it it makes you feel like you're actually in the room. Yeah. And you're getting like that power. And yeah, this yeah. this is not a powerful album, I no. would say, in terms of like sonically. Right. Yeah. So yeah. definitely a, a left turn and not something that I would expect. Um, but I think Coffee oh. was a standout Coffee. track oh, for hey, me. Yeah, yeah. 
and Windows Down, which is interesting because yeah. previously, mm-hmm. you know, the things that I think they were really good at were like the huge full band sound, mm-hmm. soaring vocals. But then the standout tracks on this album to me yeah. were the low the yeah, low moments, yeah. the quiet moments. Yeah. Did y'all feel I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. And I was thinking more uh don't know what you have. Yeah. Was this a similar thing for me too? Because that was a standout. I thought that lyrically it was bending corny yes a little bit yeah um they are from nebraska so they do like corn i thought they were from love that is fair utah is where the i think the lead singer's from nebraska but utah is where it's the same the the band utah south dakota it's the same it works um but i ended up really liking that one because like it was still fresh because i was like okay this is like a cliche thing here but musically i really liked it and i mean that one in coffee had me in my in my feels in your feelings in my big feels but then i I guess the song i really didn't like was the one right after don't know what you have which is i'm leaving yeah with the skit Uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah. there's a look listen i've said this once i'll say it again boycott skits in albums (laughs) i'm tired of skits and i've got something to say about connor oberst too and his skits oh yeah but (laughs) you don't like his skits (laughs) as in the one skit that opened the 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 very beginning which was annoying to me but i i didn't like i'm leaving that much i thought musically it was cool it just it felt weird yeah it felt like Right after we have this deeply personal, like emotional moment yeah. with "Don't Know What You Have," it's like we go full douchebag <laughs> yeah. on the next one, which I, I think I get, like I understand going <laughs> that route with it. Like yes. it's now like kind of a lashing out, yeah, at his whatever his situation was. I mean, I didn't like look it up, yeah, and read all about it. I'm sure there's not a ton of info on it, but. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't. It, just didn't, it didn't. sit right. He only right. wrote an album. There's no expose it. all. Yeah, but it, it didn't. It didn't sit right. I think that one. I agree with you. I think there were some moments on this that felt immature, not like in the lyric writing, mm-hmm. as in the 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 form of the writing yeah. or the turn of phrase, but just immature in like the content to a degree. Yeah, and that was one of the moments. <clears throat> And and that tends to be corny. And then American Skin felt very mm-hmm. like I don't know. Hannah said it was like she could write a feminist uh, analysis of it because it mm. is this this concept of like the woman as the temptress, right? And I felt like he interacted that in a very flat way of just like I don't know. It, yeah. it just felt it felt a little immature to me. Yeah, and I feel like the song itself I liked. <laughs> yeah, I like the music as a, as a vibe. Um, but there were some there were some themes that I feel like were very one note. Yeah, and I don't know. I think that that's fair. The cliches in this album were the points that I felt like was were holding it back. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, Chris, what was, your, what was your standout? from this one stand out i think the title track i liked a lot yeah um uh coffee for sure and then the the last one what was it called windows down yeah, windows yeah, down yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there's yeah, a raven at my good. window yeah i those are real real good they did start to blend together but at the end those last three for some reason after heavy metal underground so i guess the last two mm-hmm. heavy metal underground kind of preceded them but it kind of broke me out of the days a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. this is something a little bit different." Like it stuck out mm-hmm. to me. So. Yeah, I think as a whole, my comments as the one who brought this album to the mm-hmm. table mm-hmm. are interesting new take, but it's definitely less developed as the band's previous sound. Mm. So, like the next album, I'm interested to see or, or their next project. Do they take this sound and do they develop and hone that, or do they jump to a new sound? Yeah. So just see where they go. Good yeah. Boys back. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. It's always good to say. You know, to see a band get back together. Yeah. But uh, y'all have any yeah. reviews? Yeah, just with no context, other than just hearing them in the car. Like, yeah. I wouldn't pick out any any song from their previous work. I really liked it. Yeah, I'll go back to it and listen to it again. Yeah, this is on the list. Like it'll be on the rotation. I, I quite enjoyed it. It it was 
digestible more so than the other two records yeah like uh, as far as listenability and like put it on in the car or the while easiest, you're working yeah. or anything like that this one for sure is the most digestible which i can appreciate it for that reason but yeah i i was i was a fan i dig it should we uh brew let's brew, brew in the brew Previously, we've got Stumptown Coffee Roasters, uh-huh. Hand Roasted, Hairbender. Y'all get any notes from um, The notes I'm getting is House Blend. House Blend? That bends citrus. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with that. With those notes. Citrus um, and dark chocolate is what they have. I mean, what is a house blend but dark chocolate? Just dark chocolate. Yeah, um, I would honestly. Let's boycott dark chocolate. Notes. <laughs> In, yeah. Anyone say it? Stop saying chocolate on your coffee. It, it doesn't mean anything like anymore. Because honestly, yeah, Is it's, it's almost the same thing. Cocoa beans and coffee beans are so almost the same thing. <laughs> but, yeah. but I'm pleasantly surprised with my first couple sips. Okay. You know, Stumptown. I don't know Stumptown other than that they're in the grocery store. Most yeah, places like Target has them, Harris Teeter has them, which automatically makes you think, uh, I exactly. mean, can it be that good then? Yeah. But they also carry like counterculture at the some of these stores. Right. So I would be curious to see if we could get a bag of Stumptown around here that's not a few months off roast. Yeah. And see it's been on the shelf. And see how it is. Yeah. Because normally at those grocery stores like that, it's, yeah. it's kind of old. I know that they ship from their website and they have a lot of stuff on there that that people are real down with, but this is my first experience. And for what I'm assuming they would call their house blend, considering it has like a name, like hairbender. Usually yeah. there's a nickname involved when you just have your basic roast, yeah. but it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I a, would say like it's a daily drinker. Yeah. I would prefer this over some of the uh, mainline countercultures <laughs> that we've had, like definitely the big trouble. Like, I would have yeah. this over that. This is yeah. a little acidic to me, though. Yeah, which... Is that, that, that's I, I hitting dig, me a little strong right now. I like I'm down with some citrus, but if, if you don't like citrus, this is very citrusy. Yeah. Citrus. There is high acid here. Yep. But that's generally what I like. A citrus. Coffee. Yeah, there's kind of <laughs> a citrusity. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I like it. This is... I'm down with it. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by this. It's... Uh, For no particular reason other than that it's from... Yeah. Like, mass exactly. production. I mean, d- d- full disclosure, we completely have a prejudice against this just because we bought it at the grocery at store. At the grocery store. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but for, you know, that origin story, it's a good... It's a good drinker. <laughs> Stumptown has a really good origin story yeah, that you can look up on Reddit. <laughs> So uh, a lot of lore behind this one. Do y'all have a? Oh, do y'all have a I lore? Mean, do y'all have a, a? There's nothing. A rating. There's nothing bad about this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get anything that makes me say like this is holding it back. Yeah. No, no, no. What's holding it back is just not being any more interesting than anything else. Yeah. But for what it is, it's executed really well. Yeah. So that puts me in an interesting like I don't want to rate it any higher than i would rate like a really nice single origin that was roasted last week that we've enjoyed yeah but i think for like a grocery store house blend like you can get this anywhere Mm -hmm. enjoy it anytime this is like a solid eight in that category for me yeah i i i wasn't gonna go as far as eight okay i was gonna i was gonna go seven but all of your rationale i agree with completely yeah Chris, yeah. do you have any any thoughts? Overall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am gonna say medium, medium, but okay. medium extra leaning medium. <laughs> extra. Okay, so like six, so like a okay, a hard medium. Yeah, I like overall in I don't context know of all if coffee. I would want like a whole bag of it, mm. but I feel like after a few cups, like. In a week, I would be like, "Yeah, I want a different coffee." Mm, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's just, it's got a little bit of that tinge yeah. that I don't really like, mm, and it's just, fair. it's kind of, it's just kind of plain. I mean, I would hundred percent rather have like the pink bourbon from Black and White, right. or like so I'm the rating, Ethiopia from Huck. So 
the context here, I'm just I'm removing this from all of that yeah. really high end specialty. I feel like uh, every sip is different. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was about to say I feel like I could just go with like every a, rose. I could go with a Javalia and it would be just slightly worse. Mm. Oh man, you know I, I, mean? I definitely disagree, mm. but. I can see how in an alternate universe. In an alternate universe. I can can imagine (laughs) a world in which myself as a different person instantiated within that universe, I may or may not agree with the opinion that your instantiation would present to mine. I can see how if I was wrong, I would agree with you. (laughs) I'll take take that as agreement. All right. So we're all in agreement. Honestly, finding ways to agree when you disagree... (laughs) is more fun yeah. than just disagreeing. Yeah, yeah it is. And more <laughs> yeah. offensive to the person and you disagree <laughs> with. More of- offensive with a smile. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mediocre at best. Offending offensive with a smile. <laughs> 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 All right. We, Good brew. So stump, Good stump down. Stump down. Stump down. <laughs> shine, stump them down. Shine down coffee roasters. <laughs> uh, hairbender. Yep. Solid. Airbender. All right. Coffee. Hairbender. Avatar the last hairbender. All right, who's next? Let's talk about let's talk about sunlight. Uh, uh, I wanted to sun Okay, all right. Oh, you want to do Oberst? Well, I just Sunlux <laughs> is the one I've listened to the most. Yeah. And the one I have the hardest time discussing. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, I'm I'm ready. I took notes for this. Brings one. up okay, bad memories. So this one was mine. I mean, we all listened to this at the same time. Yeah, we yeah. did. In its entirety last week. Did we right we after. finished it, right? I wasn't sure. Yeah, if we, we listened to the whole it. thing because when it was over, it started playing Brighter Wounds. Yep. That's and, right. And we and all like, said oh. like, ooh, now we're back to normal. Okay. And, and Dan was like, no, no, no. It, it's auto playing the next, <laughs> the last record. But this one was, so we did the single at yep. the same time we did the Desert Noises. Yep. But, and the single, what was the... Uh, plans we made? Uh, plans we made. I'm not prepared, guys. <laughs> you brought notes. We did Plans We Made. That's got the... And that was, when yeah, we recorded one, yeah. it, was the day that the album dropped. It, the album so dropped. So, the album really? is tomorrow. Yeah, it. <laughs> they heard we were talking about it. They said, oh, we got to give the boys something else. We got to tickle them with... So, this is tomorrow's one. And from what I understand, this is going to be a three-part yeah. concept album. And I... They're not clear whether the whole thing is ready and done or if only tomorrow's one is done and they're now working on two and then three. There's not... They really haven't talked about this at all. Yeah. Like, there's been no interviews. There's been teasers on Instagram, but no, like, concrete information about it. Um, But so this one, it's also kind of short. It's like... It's, it's 35 yeah, it's minutes, really 34. Short, which means then that the whole, what they would consider one LP yeah. is going to be like an hour and a half long if, if the rest of them follow suit here. But so it's been since 2018 when they released Brighter Wounds, but it feels like it's been so much longer. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like a 2020 COVID thing. <laughs> that it, it just everything from before now feels like it's been forever. I feel like Sun Lux is so like behind the scenes on a lot of stuff. Like they fly mm. under the radar so much that it feels like when they drop something, it's like it's out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it's massive. So tomorrow's one. I have some notes on tomorrow's one. Tell me about tomorrow's one. First of all, one. I tried to find like an interview or anything where they discuss where it. they talk about this because it's such a deviance from what they've been doing it's so deviant it is very deviant like when we talked about plans we made we talked about how they started like super abstract and off the wall and with each record have refined Mm. that sound into Mm -hmm. a very almost streamlined mature process where you've got songs that are both palatable and can be played in a lot of contexts but are so deep and complex. Yeah. And then Plans We Made was like capitalizing even further on that. That is the only song here that follows that path. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the one that you you take that, you say, oh, this is the pop song on this record. <laughs> Everything else 
like there's nothing like that yeah. on the rest of this, which threw me for a loop. I was like, I, I want to hear these guys talk about this. Like, what's going on with this? What's the context? There's nothing. <laughs> there's there's a two minute teaser that they posted on YouTube that's just B roll footage of them recording the album okay. on top of just plans we made playing in the background. So <laughs> that actually kind of taught me a lot about what's going on here. So Sunlux very like high production electronic sounding music yeah but in watching the teaser and knowing how they record in the past if you listen to this reminding yourself that every sound that they make starts as an analog or an acoustic sound Mm. that changes the game completely but they had posted about the guy who mixed this and produced this Mm -hmm. and they basically consider him to be like the unsung fourth member of the band because basically half of this record is post-production work so they lay down all the sounds they lay down the tracks they lay down like i I saw a clip of the drummer holding a clear drum head with nothing on it in front of a large diaphragm and like rattling on it with a mallet (laughs) you wouldn't know that like i I listened to the whole record listening for that i don't know where that was yeah because he did that and then passed it off to the producer who did something crazy with it and they have a picture of him like soldering a bunch of stuff and like having all these analog pieces that he's running the sounds through to give you what you're hearing with this so listening to it with that context in mind because it's easy to say like in 2020 yeah like everything's made with a computer yeah that doesn't sound like a guitar (laughs) or a trumpet yeah but watching the teaser reminded me like no no this is all this was all hand crafted sounds first no computer and then they ran all that through the DAW and did a bunch of crazy stuff with it. So one, do you guys remember um, Into Wind? It was the piano-driven mm, song. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember how that one sounds, but it's very like, there's a lot of light like percussion. a piece, but yeah, until like the percussion hits. So there's a lot of like percussive rattling through the entire thing. But in the, in the trailer for mm-hmm. the record, it shows all three of them at the same upright piano with the front opened up so that the hammers are out and they've got what looks like there's a large diaphragm kind of back a little bit to pick up the tones, but then there's two small diaphragms equidistant and they're right on the hammers. So you've got two mics that are picking up just the hammer sounds and all of them are just going wild. Like they're just hitting keys. But nice. Ryan who is Sunlux proper. Yes, yes. Sunlux frontman. Ryan Lott. Ryan Lott. Is, is sitting in the middle <laughs> playing the melody that you hear. But then Rafik and Ian, I think yeah. are their names. That yeah. sounds right. Seems are on either true. side of him just making noise so that the middle microphone is picking up the melody because it's a little bit, it's gained a little bit higher, it seems like. And then the mics on the outside are just picking up that percussive noise okay. from the hammers. So it's real trippy, but when you listen to it, you're like, oh, this is just something weird that they did. Like, they yeah. just made a bunch of noise, but then you see it happening, and it just brings so much more yeah. to the table, and you start to understand what you're hearing. Uh, so we had talked about how, when we first listened to this, there's a lot of what sounds like interludes here. Like, in between each track that's, like, lyrically driven and mm-hmm. kind of has a form there's something that's just piano or something that's just like some jazz guitar. And I think that each song was an experiment with a different way to make sounds, Hmm. which I think you kind of have to know that going into it to appreciate some of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and this is all just from watching a two minute teaser because there's (laughs) nothing else, (laughs) but I guess uh, like a final note on the overall concept of this what did they say? They said something on Instagram. The world of tomorrows is one of inspiration by way of collaboration. Okay. And then they specifically talked about um, someone who had done guest vocals on Plans We Made. Which I don't know. You listen to Plans We Made. It doesn't really sound like there's guest vocals on that. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but so like they, they had had a girl, I've never heard of her, who was featured on that. Yeah. And... They said, of course, more to come when the whole album drops. So it sounds like each song 
has something stylistically different that I think is featuring some other artist. Huh. And so we heard we heard that really disjointed guitar solo. Oh yeah. At the end of it wasn't only uh, it, was, it was Days Past, I believe. No. I Honesty? On uh, it's Honesty. Honesty. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. At the end of Honesty, there's this wild, super disjointed guitar solo <laughs> that sounds nothing like I anything mean, that Rafik would be playing as the the guitarist. One of my favorite moments oh, of the my album. <laughs> oh, yeah, right when he comes in, but you're like this is nothing like what we've been hearing. <laughs> yeah. For like the last how many years yeah. it's halfway Lux through been, the album of yeah. like cinematic yeah. huge wash like space yeah. for days you get the driest yes. <laughs> no reverb in your face jazz solo yeah. that it's just it's, <laughs> he'll go it's a wonder he'll go like a bar maybe two of atonal just completely off and the wall and then a bar of like jazz which is a lot of chromaticism in there but it's like you can tell there's licks yeah. and yeah. then back to atonal yeah yeah so when i hear and then that, like a harmonized yeah part <laughs> <laughs> so when i hear that i'm assuming that's another artist somebody else yeah i don't know like i didn't go i wanted to go look at like the wikipedia and see like yeah. is there some sort of feature list or like that, credits? that's that's rafiq i've heard him is it that's his tone because it sounds like, i haven't ever heard any because it almost sounds like a like a piezo pickup yeah it sounds almost acoustic that's his guitar tone. so it may be then like, yeah when they say because he's got solo like, albums quote, inspiration that... by way of collaboration yeah. like is that like mimicking somebody else's style and he's celebrating that by putting that in here Maybe. I, I don't know like it just seems like everything that i heard the first time and thought like why is this here it then was like oh like are we featuring somebody like these strings parts here are we featuring a particular ensemble here yeah yeah but they just don't say a lot of this so a lot of it is now they did an ama on reddit they said but i think oh. that's all gone because i tried to find oh, it like oh like i i would love to find some more context on this i, would and love I, to I didn't really anything. see anything but so there's one for brighter wounds yeah see <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of my like my overall yeah context on this that is helping me to listen to it and yeah. understand it for what it is because what we didn't want it to be was a bunch of cinema yes. music that's what we said a couple yeah. weeks ago and the first listen was like oh this is a lot of this is real cinema yeah <laughs> but then the second third pass trying to understand it better is like no no, no this there's there's a lot more going on here than just like this is a backdrop for something else yeah so i mean I don't, what else is there to say here? Yeah, like, what, what I don't are, know. Do y'all have thoughts that you brought based on this thing? Um, I think that I'm I'm excited for the next two installments. Yes, I, I'm yeah. I'm here for this. Um, yeah, Sunlux has always been experimental. So hearing more about the process of experimentation that they go through is interesting, and I hope that they like at least release something where they walk through yeah some of the process yeah. because when you hear these sounds it sounds quote unquote electronic right right as in it sounds like it was created and produced through a daw right you know you understand yeah, yeah. those things and there's some reverbs that like exist only in you know not in actual yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um but i think what always makes sunlux sound like sound stand out is how grounded all the sounds he uses and splices together um how grounded and like acoustic they sound right you know what i'm saying yeah that's why it always reminds me of like movie sound design yeah. Is because mm-hmm. you have these really clean, really well recorded sounds being chopped up and spliced together to create some larger whole, kind of the same way that they record sound effects for movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything is very present, very like crisp. Um, but this is just like using those techniques almost to yeah. create music instead of sound effects yeah. for a movie, which is half the work. Yeah. And then the other half. Yeah, is that similar concept? Um, so I I really liked it. I thought there were some moments that were maybe indulgent is the word mm. where it was like 
they really are just like teasing out a concept yeah or an idea or an experiment like you said that you lose a little bit of momentum as a for an album mm. um but overall it's an experience yeah it's like when it does hit it hits so oh, hard yeah it does They'll, like, they'll tease you. Undertow? Oh. Undertow is so good. Boy. <laughs> Undertow was uh, definitely a top track for me, but yeah. I think only in context of the rest of the album. Like, I think once you get to Undertow, it's like you've earned it. Like if Undertow oh, yeah, was yeah. the single, <laughs> yeah, I don't you wouldn't think, be... I think I would like it. You would like it, but you kind of like, I don't get this. But there's something about... Undertow begins with the, the guitar... Bass solo is that the track right before Undertow? That's um, before Undertow. Yeah, Undertow starts with like the swelling strings. Yeah. Oh yeah. That are yeah, yeah. bleeding over from Last Light right before it. Uh, yeah. So this is definitely an interconnected album. Yeah. It's definitely a sit down, listen to the whole thing experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. To enjoy it, and I I really liked it. I think for yeah. me personally, it was my favorite out of the three mm. that we listened to. Mm. But all of them were, were pretty solid. So yeah. I don't know. Standout track, Chris? Final, Standout final track, words? Undertow for sure. Yeah. And, um, oh gosh, what's the other one? I like, each time I listened to it, I didn't look at the tracks. I just listened to it. Which yeah. is Close all, your all eyes it bleeds you, together, really. Yeah, it does. But in a good yeah, way. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Into Wind was cool. Yeah, Honesty really was cool. cool. Only... I mean, I think is the the fan favorite. Like uh, everyone was all about only, which was, yeah, you remember that one. It's like the song where you start to understand what we're actually doing here. Yeah, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. like plans we made is like okay, yeah, this is this is a good idea. Like we'll see what else happens, and then only hits. And you're like ah, mm-hmm. I we're going down some some weird. <laughs> left turn and i dig it <laughs> uh yeah i liked only i liked undertow a lot i think that's the culmination of everything that's great about this yeah what i'm yeah i'm excited for the next two my last thought was that there's when um when involution ends mm. that's the whole thing mm-hmm. it both resolves really well but also you look back on the last 35 minutes and say like was that it yeah. Like that was everything. Yeah. But it's not. This is a third of what he what they want to give us. I keep saying he because like I see Ryan as Sunlux, <laughs> but Sunlux yeah. is the three band members well, and the it, producer. It, used to just it was like, Ryan it was for a him, long time. For like three like, albums almost. He only did a quarter of the work here. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Well, so, so he I mean, I thought for a for a while that he was like the producer on it, which I think yeah. he was on the earlier yeah. stuff. But at this point so he kind of solidified that sound. Right. So at this point, he's not. He's like passing that on to. I mean, yeah. he. I think he still directs a lot well, of the I, effort. I here. just read. So the producer and mixing engineer, same guy, mm-hmm. uh, for this album was also producer and mixer on Leanne Lahavas. Ah, oh, man. yeah, man. right. The interconnectivity is ridiculous, right? So yeah, I'm excited for parts two and three. I'm hoping they come like this year, but I don't know if it's done or. But yeah. uh, so with our final record. Final bright eyes, Connor Bearst. Well, yeah, we need to stop saying that, I guess. But it's bright eyes is the group. It's not just Connor. Kind of like how Sunlux is not people. just Ryan. <laughs> right, bright right. eyes is not just Connor. <laughs> but Connor is the most well known name from Bright Eyes, and he's um, the lead vocals. He's yeah. the lead vocalist, yeah, guitar, his band, and it, he writes. <laughs> he writes most of the songs. Um, so like it is his band. He's the band leader. But Bright Eyes is different from his solo stuff. Because Which is Connor O'Bears. Bright Eyes comes with a like a producer and mixing engineer who also plays instruments sometimes. Hmm. Well, I forget hmm. his name, but one of the members of the band has like produced all of the records. Okay. So it definitely takes on a different flavor. And you can listen to Bright Eyes stuff, and it's definitely different than Connor O'Bears solo stuff in production. The songs are very similar. Yeah. Because he writes all of them. I mean, what what do you guys think about what, what is the album called? It's a long title. It's, it's called, called Down in the Weeds and Where the... the World Once Was. So this this album hit me way different than I thought it was going to. Yeah. I've never heard Bright Eyes, first of all. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Did you go back and listen to any of the not, other stuff? Not yet. No? Not yet. It, was, it was Bright Eyes was super popular, like uh, early two thousands, like yeah. two thousand six, seven. Yeah. Well, yeah, I figured that. And they like I, broke up in two thousand nine, and then got back together. Uh, in no, that's Desert Noises. You're thinking well, no, no. <laughs> so I well, so I read something that gets back together to build traction, to make a better. Yeah. So I read something that said Bright Eyes refuses to be your nostalgia trip, which. Like with this record specifically, I can see which that, made yeah. me think like, okay, so there's a like there's a huge context behind yeah. all this. Yeah, like, Bright Eyes was very popular, especially in like indie folk music, yeah. because Emo, the older stuff is folk. way softer and way more like, way more folky. Yeah. I assume so, that yeah. based on that statement, because this. So when Mariana Trench hits, which is like yeah. the fourth, well, it's the third song. First of all, Page Turner's rag. Get that get that off the record. No skits. So, <laughs> no skits. But did you like the rag at least? It was cool, but no skits. <laughs> it's hard to listen to the rag underneath the spoken word parts that are like interviews, I guess, or something. It's so it's Aubert's ex wife who speaks Spanish. Oh, okay. It, she's doing all the speaking. It's kind. I don't know what what the purpose was in it. But Me I neither. Find that out. So, <laughs> but Mariana Trench was like the end of that. They they start going wild, mm-hmm. and like the drums come in in a like I haven't heard this yet from them, and I didn't expect to hear this type of beat on here from the drummer. And the drummer, I don't know if you know this, but was John no. Theodore, who's the drummer yeah. for Mars Volta. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's so, so, that so you're listening that to Mars Volta. Makes a little Volta. bit of sense. On this like, album, wait a minute. This is like prog rock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. On this album, we had guests, which are John Theodore mm-hmm. and Flea. Flea. Oh, Flea played play play bass on most of the tracks. Man. Yep. So then it's like that. Yeah. That comes in, and then one and done right after that. Yeah. Which gets so heavy mm. and mm-hmm. saturated, <laughs> and like, and I was just blown back in my chair. Like, what is happening here? Like yeah. I did not expect, based on what I knew about Connor O'Bearst and Bright Eyes, like th- this is not what I was expecting to hear. Yeah. So unexpected was the was the word of the day for for this one. Yeah. For my general thoughts here. Yeah. So I definitely I haven't listened to Bright Eyes before now, but knew that it was like one of these two thousands bands that was really popular in like the sad music yeah, mm-hmm. sad and realm. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I was kind of expecting to see some of that in this, but it really felt like sad teen was gone and sad adult sad grown man <laughs> <laughs> was here. Yeah. And, but in the best way possible, yeah. I thought this, this album was, I think well-written songs that stand alone very well, but then also as a yeah. as a whole album, there was a glue that that kind of ran throughout the whole thing. Um, I think and one probably and a done, compressor. Uh, probably a glue compressor, yeah, <laughs> most likely. Um, one and done was a standout track. Yeah, I think. Um, let me see. Let me see. That was probably my favorite one. Well, Persona was, non grata? Was Persona non grata was good. That I liked was really that. Good. Force convalescence? That one was good. To Death's Heart was also really good. I mean, yeah. like you said, they're all really good. Yeah, very good standalone songs. I think this one probably had the best like traditional songwriting element yeah. out of the three that we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, and I think lyrically, uh, it very very mature lyrically yeah like very developed i didn't feel any cliches no and when he hinted at a cliche it was different it was to subvert exactly it was to put something in your mind in order to flip it on its head yeah yeah Yeah. i thought the the lyrics were, were probably my favorite part to this and just knowing some of the context for the album and what connor oberst has kind of gone through with a divorce and then a relationship with phoebe bridgers and stuff yeah that was that i don't know if this album did he say it had anything to do with that well i I mean he does open and close the album with his wife's his ex-wife but about phoebe i didn't know uh i mean it's up it's open to speculation like more of a he said it was for his brother and his brother died yeah so knowing how much there's just a lot is of going emotion into, into this. this. Yeah. I think I think he's able to kind of process and express some of those emotions 
in a a really good way through this yeah. album. I think it's you you hear all of those kind of you hear the pain is really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. But yeah, very you know, I think a good introduction for me into the world of Bright Eyes and now I'm kind of interested to go back and see what I missed. Yeah, go back, yeah. but don't expect it to be the same. I, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I was yeah. going to say. Is I'm now <laughs> like, this is my like my jumping off point. Yeah, I'm now scared to like, to be not. I guess not disappointed. Was, I just uh, I have to know it's not going to be more of this. The big mm-hmm. album was I'm Wide Awake. It's morning. Okay, that was that was the one that I got into with Bright Eyes. When did it come out? I mean, 2005. It's been a, it's been, it's been a minute, almost a decade since they released music. So, I mean, it's been a while, but Conor O'Barris has been doing stuff forever. He's been, but Bright Eyes has reunited. Yeah. This is the reunion. A lot of bands coming back together. Reunion. Slash tracks. Coming together for the first time. Yeah, (laughs) man. Reunion albums. Sometimes they're the best. Sometimes they're the worst. Sometimes they're horrible. It's, I mean, it's often that they're not in the middle. <laughs> we're not talking about the Deep Purple album, but did y'all listen to that? No, I did. No, they have a new album. <laughs> I just, I saw it. I was like, ah, come on. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> but the Judas Priest, the Judas Priest, was, come out with was an pretty album? dope too. Like last year, I think. Man, so all the but, all the old bands. But my, yeah. I guess my final thoughts on this. Uh, I think every song here started a similar way, mm. which mm-hmm. sometimes made it difficult for me going back to remember like man which ones did i really like the first time yeah i'd kind of have to like get halfway through it before remembering which one it was so i think the starting point was all like kind of the same like singer songwriter type of form that then just evolves and then just smacks you with subverted expectations (laughs) by the end of it but the beginning was difficult to like which one was this again like yeah, acoustic guitar, vocals, yeah, yes. Okay, <laughs> two, two and a half minutes in, the strings. Okay, this is this is yep. what this one was. I remember now. So but that's not a critique. That was just Yeah. I felt that way through the whole through the whole thing. And they're not a folk band, really. No, they're indie rock. Yeah. They're indie yeah. rock, but I'm calling this the best folk album. Best I mean, I'll call it <laughs> of a, 2020. I'll call it a yeah, folk yeah. album easily. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because that's what you expected it to be. I think it has the so. <laughs> spirit of folk at its core mm-hmm. yeah. developed yes. into yeah. something new and fresh. Yeah. yeah. Chris, like, you want to... Flea! Flea! Some licks. Flea. I was like, man, who is playing the licks on this track? Yeah. <laughs> Best folk artist of all time. That's true. Gotta Flea. be Flea. Flea. Easily. From Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you want to you want to close us out here, Chris, with your your final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Let's close us. This being your favorite. This being your favorite artist of all time. Close so, me down. The favorite artist <laughs> of all time. So this is the album that I brought to the table. If that wasn't clear. Yeah. Uh, but I have been struggling to decide whether I like this album or Tomorrow's One mm, better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're it so different. One has to be better. Oh my god! I, I on first pass, I was I was thinking the same thing. Man, tomorrow's is amazing, but this might have more longevity for me. That's what but I'm thinking too. Now I don't know. Like most hearing both stuff, of them a couple times, like yeah. Can I be honest? Be I'm honest. going back to Sunlux. You going back to Sunlux? Way way sooner than this. Mm. Okay, but that's just me. Sunlux, I feel like. I am down to listen to in headphones or like in a quiet room all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Connor O'Bearst, a la Bright Eyes, yeah. <laughs> I am more down to listen to on a road trip or like yeah. that type of thing. Like, uh, so it's context. But also could it's listen location. to alone. It's got a wider range. Yes, more uses. Yeah. More use cases. Musical uses. I think musically, I appreciate tomorrow's the most. Every mm-hmm. time and I, I think, listen to Sunlux in the car, I'm like, ah, I, I mean, need, you're to, lost. I need you to, have get, to focus. I always turn it off because I can't, I can't listen to it in the it car. It just yeah. takes too I much of your attention. That's yeah. what makes me say this. that's the best one. I think Sunlux is the Lord of the Rings here. Oh, I like see. You can't always sit and watch Lord of the Rings. No. Nah. But you can't say it's not like arguably the best movie series of all time. <laughs> I mean, you're not always yeah. going to sit down and watch Lord of the Rings, but you yeah. might sit down and watch Die Hard just 
whenever. Yeah, the things that we so call Bright the Eyes best piece die of hard. music of all time, we probably never listened to. Yeah, Bright Eyes so. is Die Hard. <laughs> and I've never seen Die Hard, by the way. Neither have I. It just, you when you I think of a, mo- a great movie that everyone likes and watches, Die, die hard, hard, right? I've never seen Honestly, it. Honestly, <laughs> my favorite part about Die Hard is the jokes in uh, that cop show. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. In Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he's so into Die Hard. Yeah. But, but uh, maybe we should watch Die all, Hard. Yeah, let's watch Die Hard Die for next, next week's podcast. Um, so, yeah. Good good, good set, boys. So, yeah, I'm good not going to decide which one's better. Yeah, don't do I'm it. not okay. going to. I'm, I mean, I'm glad gonna, you guys I'm going to decide that tomorrow's is better, but I might okay. listen to Bright Eyes more frequently. Okay. Oh, that, that's fair. That Yeah. You know what? Fair, fair all around. And um, shout out to to Desert Noises. Shout I really out, like shout that. Out, I really no, like yeah, that we one. We didn't I'll, dislike it. I'll play that one. As it just well. wasn't as good. I'll play that one as well. I think runner up. It was, yeah, bronze medal. Yes, a solid runner up. Solid, hard bronze medal. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's cap this off. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, MySpace, Twitter, MySpace, mm-hmm. um, Tumblr. Um, monster.com yeah. uh, godaddy.com yeah. yeah follow us buy a shirt if you want a shirt that says mediocre at best on it at mediocre at best band.com forward slash shop and Dan, I didn't realize you were so good at the trumpet.